0: Talking all things on your pit panthers today. We're doing an all basketball episode. We don't got basketball right now because the team obviously didn't play on Tuesday against Duke. Their game was postponed due to COVID 19. So let's talk about all the things that have been dealing with Pitt because it's there's a, a serious sense of irony that Jeff Capel has been the loudest coach in college, college basketball about the player's safety. And he's even said, I don't think we should be playing right now. And he's been the guy just adamant of all the struggles they've been through. Um, he talked on Monday and he was not holding back about how he dealt with his COVID. Remember he, he got it two weekends ago. Uh, he tested positive. So he missed the team's game against Louisville. Um, and he, he was, uh, he was very forthcoming about his feelings about his recovery. Uh, know, he said, he said it sucked. Um, he said, uh, "Uh, you know, expletives that we don't like to say on, on this radio programs." But he 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 called it the B word. He was like, "You know, it's just, you know, this is uh, you know, the you know what he what he had to go through through isolation." At one point, he joked around. He was like, "You know, I understand now why Tom Hanks made Wilson in Castaway because the isolation was just too real for me." Um, and it's crazy he goes through that, and then, you know, he says that. And, the t- and he sent, you know, they, they sent the team home for Christmas and then had a plan for them to come back. And then the week they come back, they've got a COVID outbreak. Well, I mean, it's pre- technically not an outbreak. It's uh, a, 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 per- a person in the organization or in the team, the program, caught COVID and there were enough close contacts that they needed to postpone the game according to ACC protocols. So it might not be... um. It might not be a. Uh, it might not be a, a serious situation where it's like the Browns. They got ten people. Because again, in basketball, it's that. I mean, you get th- you get two people. You're in you're in a lot of trouble, um, just because you your bench is what six seven guys deep. So, the big thing for me is that Jeff Capel. Even in people asking him how he felt and how he recovered. Even in that, he was still able to say, like, you know what, this ain't about me. This is about these players and what they go through. And he brought up Keontae Thompson, and he said, he said, like, you know, like the kid that passed out in the Florida game a few weeks back. He's like, the fact that that's happened and we're just not even talking about it anymore. That's weird. And he's right. It's weird. These kids are out here playing in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, and we're seeing. The effects on top-tier NFL athletes like Miles Garrett, who got COVID earlier in the season, and since he's come back, he's not been the same player. That's alarming. And not just been the same player, but like he's having a hard time moving, hard time breathing. Vince Williams, who's a workhorse for the Steelers, he's a warrior. When he got COVID, he had he's been he played all the snaps in his first game back, but he had an oxygen tank on him. And breathing ain't easy for them. And it's different when they're pros. They're getting paid for it. They can opt out of it. And technically, yes, the college player can opt out of it too. But they ain't getting paid for nothing. These are kids. These are student athletes. And I think that's Jeff Capel's point when he talks about all this stuff. He's simply pointing out, it's like, listen, some of these are unfair and impossible decisions for these kids to to make sometimes. And especially in this pandemic, all the all the risks that are involved. It's a, it's a lot to put on everybody. Now, the somewhat good news for Pitt is that Audi's Tony is I mean, this is good news uh, amidst a whole lot of bad news. Audi's Tony does look like he's back and ready to go. He'll be ready to go this weekend against Notre Dame if Pitt can play that game. And that's also if he wasn't the person who caught COVID. Um, but obviously, this basketball team, they've, they're very conscious of things. This is a group that has equality on the back of their jersey for most games. Not all games. It's weird. They, they take it off for certain games. I don't know how they determine that. Um, not, they haven't been too forthcoming when we've asked. But, you know, they came out and for the first few games, they knelt during the National Anthem. And, you know, everyone knows how serious of a statement that is. This is a group that, you know, they've been very open-minded and willing to, the students have been willing to speak about how they feel about different issues out there. It's obvious that, and Jeff Cable, I mean, he's made it clear, he's not pumping his beliefs into them he's just helping them talk and he's giving them a coach that can speak with them in those situations and the players have made it clear like hey we want to respect all sides in these conversations because sometimes they don't take a knee sometimes they do take a knee and they're saying hey because you know we want to make sure that people understand that we're making these statements but we're, we're, we're coming at it from a perspective that we respect we want to respect different sides of this conversation and to me, Jeff Capel, I mean, we talked about it on this very show a couple weeks ago, how he defended Coach K, his former boss at Duke, when Coach K was being called out by another person that Jeff Capel knew, and how willing Jeff Capel was putting put himself out there. But it seems like he's also willing to put himself out there for his players. And you see the kind of talent that he's already recruiting. He's getting kids from Brooklyn. Justin Champagny, this Femi Otakali kid, looks for real. Xavier Johnson looks for real. Maybe looking at William Jeffress, look who's looking for real. John Hugley needs to get in shape, but he looks like he could be a bad man once he does. I really think that Jeff Capel may be another leader of men type guy. Like how they describe Mike Tomlin. When I say they, I mean his teammates. Or not his teammates, his players. And that's... Honestly, you want the kind of coach that can both do the schematic things and get the offense going and get you playing better defense and sharper defense and get you to be more aggressive and more disciplined. But you also want the coach, especially in college... That rallies your players, that helps them grow into fine young men, and is that leader of men? Because when you're like that in college, you're helping your kids grow in the right direction, and I think it also helps. You know, with you'll see them make better decisions while they're with the program and afterwards. Because ultimately, that's what this is for most people. It's, it's a life experience where, you know, most players aren't going to the NBA. You're just setting yourself up for the future. And, you know, maybe you'll be like Julius Page and you'll get a a, a career in broadcast radio where you're calling the games. But it certainly seems to me that the guys that are coming through this program right now, they're feeling the influence of Jeff Capel just being allowing them to grow and say what they want to say because they say different things. They're not all saying the same points. They got different perspectives. They come from different parts of the country. And it seems like these guys are doing a good job at that so we're going to take a quick break we're done talking about the leader of men and the things that Jeff Capel's been doing but we'll get back to actual basketball talk and some of the things that they need to do get get to bounce back after this loss that they had right after this I'm your host, Chris Carter. I want to talk about Xavier Johnson and specifically about the stuff that we saw in this last game and stuff that Capo was talking about. And this is not just about him as a, you know, as the things that we knew were an issue, but also things that are looking like they're going to continue to be an issue. So you all know Xavier Johnson. When he came to the program, extremely explosive. You loved watching him, brought the slashing and the shooting, and he looked like the freshman that, yeah, he could be part of the change. But then as a sophomore, you didn't see him grow in the way you needed to see him grow. His mistakes were okay as a freshman because he was a freshman. The sophomore, you were kind of looking at the same thing, often too explosive, relying on himself, not keeping his head up, not looking for the, the first pass. Now, you've seen him do better with the passing this year. You've seen him run the offense, play within himself, and you've also seen him rush into troubles. But for, I think it was a third straight game against Louisville, he got into foul trouble early and two of them came from charges. Some of them are coming from his reaching and fouls. But both are things that Jeff Capel has acknowledged. Like, no excuses. That guy needs to get it together. We've, t- we, we've talked about it. We've worked on it. And, he, and he's talking about how he has to know teams are seeing that on tape. And they're trying to set him up for those charges. Like Louisville did. And as you get into the ACC, more teams are going to do that to him. And it's crazy because in both of those charges, and I was watching them happen, I saw what he was setting up. He wasn't setting himself up to go take on the world by himself. He was setting up another person because both times he kicked the ball to someone else, and it looked like it was a good play on his part. But he still just didn't pull up in time to to not draw the charge. But that's what you got to, that's where he has to continue growing. Especially, and I mean especially now that Justin Champagne's out for a while. Because if he can't grow, then that's going to rely on Nike Sabande stepping up in a big way. That's going to rely on Femi Uticale and uh, William Jefferson and John Hugley to step up in huge ways. And the team already has a rebounding problem. Because Justin the out. Now, Ades Tony could help with that. But with, with Champagne out, that was a huge part that he brought to this team. And they are not consistent on the boards with Hugley and brown and the other guys in the front court they're they're going to need they're going to need help there but where they can get help from johnson in that department is being more consistent with the basketball limiting the turnovers and to me this is the ultimate challenge of johnson because i love every other part of his game he can shoot the ball from 3 when he does drive he's really quick off the ball and if you take one bad step he will blow you away and he could dunk it he can lay it up he can hit you from different angles. But he also has to learn control. He also has to learn restraint in those situations to understand when he's being set up for those type of plays. And like I said, he's gotten better at it. And that's what I think that's a testament to Coach Capel that he has helped him improve. But Johnson still has a good bit to go before he's the complete point guard for this team. And who knows, maybe that will be Femi Otakali at some point because he was doing pretty well in that Louisville game. And maybe Johnson would be better served as a two. And he's the ace shooter that comes on the court that can also run point on occasion. Because right now, Ithiel Horton, uh, Coach Capel was also pretty straightforward about him. Someone asked, like, you know, hey, what are you doing to help his confidence? And Capel was like, it's only it's up to him. We can only help him so much. And Ithiel Horton right now, one of every three games, he lights it up. But those other two, he's stinking. They need him to not stink. They need him to to start hitting them shots, knocking those down. But that may be a thought moving forward. What, if, what if, if you can't get Xavier Johnson to turn into the field general that distributes the ball better while being an explosive force? What if Femi Odakali takes over that role? What if Johnson's the setup guy and instead of directing the offense, he's, also, he's the guy that you can bring off the wings? And if he does that, I can really foresee, um, I can really, I can really foresee, you know, him opening up a little bit more, taking better shots, being more aggressive in the right moments, and being set up to be more aggressive. Because when he has to set it up himself, that's when often he dribbles into the triple teams or he dribbles into ch- to j- to get a charging foul. You have to you have to set him up a little bit better. And maybe it might involve someone else setting up the offense. Now, granted, Femi's a freshman, it's no guarantee that he's gonna keep playing the way he did against Louisville. It's no guarantee that he's just gonna be able to run the offense consistently. But I do think that this is the line where Johnson either has to cross it or he's going to stay as who he is, and that's not going to be good for his basketball career. Because if he stays who he is, he might make it to the NBA eventually. his explosiveness will be cool and someone will be like that and stuff. but he's gonna he's gonna have to show more than that when he shows that composure, when he can draw those double teams and the people draw attention to him and he can kick the ball with to, to, you know to the person in the post or kick the ball to the open man without drawing the charge more often, stay in games longer. Not need to be pulled after eight minutes of play. Then you're gonna see a lot of teams be like, "Ooh man, that guy's tough. That guy's good. We 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 can we can use him in the NBA." But he's got to learn that restraint. And if he doesn't, Jeff Capel's got to find a way to work around it. And it it's different. It's different than it was two years ago, and even last year, where, you know, it's it's like. You know, the, the dilemma was like, okay, who are you going to bench him for? You Because know? they had nobody else. But now you've got Femi. Now you've got Nike who could probably come in and help with that role as well. You've got other people that can bring the ball up the court, run the offense, get things going. So if Xavier Johnson can't learn that role, you switch his role until he does. And maybe that'll send the message, maybe not. Maybe he'll just be stuck with... Who he is, and uh, you can still use a talented scorer on 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 your team, and a guy does who does get aggressive on defense. But there has to be an answer from someone, whether it's Johnson or Capel. And I really think if Johnson puts that together, it won't make up for Champagne being gone. I don't think there's anything Pitt can do to make up for it. But it will make it will take away a lot of the mistakes Pitt has brought to their games. And it will make them more competitive. And it will start, I think it will start to build confidence in the rest of the offense. Because when he starts, stops draw, drawing the fouls, and then he starts passing the ball off at the right times, and other people start to feel that rhythm, then you get John Hugley maybe scoring double-digit points in, in, in the paint. Maybe you get more open looks for Audis Tony, And then Ethel Horton starts to feel his shot from beyond the perimeter. All those things are possible. But when your big the, the big gun of your big three is gone, X is going to have to give it to you. Shout out to you, DMX fans out there. All right, that's our show here on New Year's Eve. Thanks so much for listening. We hope that we got you through the last day of 2020 in a positive way. We hope, Pit fans, that you're having a good New Year's Eve. Stay safe. Try not to get into too many crowded areas. Please wear a mask if you're around other people. We're all trying to get through this together. You know, Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Um, I got some things going on myself. We're going to do some Zooms with people in different places. I got some drink that I'm going to be enjoying tonight. It's going to be a good time. The college football playoff is also New Year's Day. We'll be talking about that next week. Uh, but we got a lot of great stuff going on. Stay tuned with DKPittsburghSports.com. If Pitt Pitt versus Notre Dame happens this weekend, I'll be right there at the peak covering it for you on the website. Happy New Year, everyone. Say goodbye to the horrible year that was 2020.